It's Listener Request Month on the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we talk about Gus Van Sant's Drugstore Cowboy. Junior. He's credited as Junior. He dropped the JR. Junior! Junior! <laughs> you no trouble. Me, Fifth Element. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Sir, sir. Ah, yes. I was wondering what would break first. Your spirit. Oh, your money. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. God is dead. This city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. What do you mean, biblical? What he means is Old Testament, yes. Mayor, real wrath of God type stuff. Dead fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes, the dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Welcome to the podcast. We're your hosts. I'm editor Brian Elkins. With me here tonight, cinematographer Jared Callen. How you doing, Brian? I am fantastic. Don't put an hex on me. I will flip out. Okay. No hats on the bed. That's right. No hats on the bed. No dogs either. <laughs> or cats, I, I don't know about really. that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll pick and choose what rules we want to keep. All right. Okay. okay. <laughs> we also have with us costume designer Kristen Jones. Hello, hello. Hey, hey, and here we are, Listener Request Month, coming to a close with Gus Van Sant's Drugstore Cowboy. Who who was it that requested this? David David Zoller? I'm actually asking. There is no Zoller, <laughs> only Zool. Okay, all yes. right. David Zool. Like I don't know. David Zool. <laughs> Ghostbusterify your name. Well, this this DP actually shot the new Ghostbusters movie, so that's uh, it's relevant. Wait, not the, the the Paul Fig one, the the girl Ghostbusters, or what is it called now? Ghostbusters yeah. answer the call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, you know, that's not really the new one, right? <laughs> Newer. Yeah. Have you guys ever seen this before? Never. No, I've actually never heard of it. What? Really? Really? Yeah. And then when it started, and I saw all the people in it, I was like, "How have I never heard of it?" And then I watched it, and I was kind of like, "Yeah, okay, that I can kind of see that I haven't heard of it." Really? You weren't like refreshed? You're like, wow, this is actually really good. I was thinking that Wait. this is going to be kind of, you know, meh, but it was, oh. No, I thought it was going to be <laughs> absolutely brilliant. And I saw it and I was like, these people are crazy. Okay. Like it was, I think I was more, um, yeah, I, I, it wasn't, it wasn't meh. It was a good film, but also uh, the, I maybe I just can't relate to the life of addicts on the run. I don't know. Um, it's. It was. I thought the whole thing was bizarre, and that was also a little after, especially after Doppelganger. I was a little excited that I didn't know a lot of the crazy stuff that he said. I was just mm. like, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> the, he, as in the the filmmaker or the actor, like oh, the, the, actor. The, the character. Yeah, yeah, okay. The main character. Okay. Did you do you understand all the crazy stuff that he was saying? Explain you know, the no hats on well, the bed and the no dogs and the <laughs> the mirror thing. Also, <laughs> he didn't want to. He didn't want to hex himself, man. That's just a no. Bad listen, I understand that that is his personal belief system. I'm just saying, I was excited that I had no idea what he's talking about. I don't know that conspiracy. When you do these type of drugs, they kind of like make you go internal, you know. And, you, and you, you <laughs> yeah, do a lot I don't of like, think that's what's happening. <laughs> no, no, he's in there. You when he's like tripping balls and he, and all the shits like floating through the screen, and and he's like, oh, yeah. he's he, he's like, you know, he's just worrying about things. He's seeing hats floating around and dogs and shit, and he's like, oh fuck, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just part of was... his like fucked up psychosis. 
Okay, is he seeing them floating around? I thought it was like a badly done dream sequence. Uh, I mean, a dream, uh, dream sequence, drug hallucination, you know, well, let's yeah. not split hairs. Dr- dream yeah, sure. sequence, slash, yeah, sure, yeah. hallucination, scene, whatever. But I didn't get that it was like actively happening in front of him in like a psychosis kind of way. Yeah, I just thought that was more of what he was thinking about. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. Agree. I was surprised at how like, I guess I remembered this movie being more realistic and gritty. Because I, I saw this kind of not too long after Pulp Fiction came out, you know, and mm-hmm. I was a younger teenager. And I was really taken aback at how underplayed everything is and how yeah beautiful the goddamn drug addicts are. Everything's yes, kind of they're whitewashed. so pretty. Oh, my God. I mm. couldn't believe that. I was like, give them like some sores or something like uh, drug addicts, especially... And that was the other thing. And I think this is one of the reasons that I was kind of taken aback by the movie is I kind of went into it with no expectations. And he opens it up and he's like, yeah, I ran this crew and like, this is what we did. And so I thought that they were like selling drugs and he had an actual crew, not just like his girlfriend (laughs) (laughs) and his friend and his his friend's girlfriend (laughs) yeah and so when they start introducing and showing what they do i'm like wait are they are they just stealing drugs to take drugs and then they Mm -hmm. steal some more to take well they they sell a little bit but yeah yeah uh, to his other friend i mean that's not they did a trade that's not really selling (laughs) i just keeping the ride going Kristen. yeah yeah that's what they're doing and so they're so pretty they're so pretty to do all of this (laughs) also it kind of romanticizes it doesn't it it's kind of like the opposite of what requiem for a dream does which is like you know it sh- it takes you on the fucked up ride and then everybody's like you know it gets like, super fucking dark now this has like really dark moments but it it, it feels like it's a little like um whitewashed a little bit it's i a- agree because i do also know addicts who do not do hard drugs like i don't know that lifestyle but i have met and i know personally addicts and it gets and they're okay they are also pretty but it gets they do have jobs though but it gets like real it's this this movie is not it like this movie is like a really nice version of what i have seen people go through and i'm not even like in that lifestyle you know what i mean like i'm not like married to one or anything like i couldn't imagine (laughs) i don't know it was just kind of crazy and I saw one of the reviews because I kind of looked it up to see the reception it got. One of the reviews said that this shows addicts as people, which it does. And I guess if you don't see them as people, like when this came out, I guess there was like the war on drugs. Maybe when did that happen? I was trying to remember. Yeah, that was the 80s. Yeah, yeah. So I guess Nancy I could Reagan. see it, it being important for that. But yeah, it whitewashes a lot of stuff that they go through. Even his getting clean. I felt like the darkest part of the film was the old man, the old priest. Yeah. Like, what do you got? (laughs) Are you holding? That guy kind of shows that you're never actually done with it. You can go your whole life, you know, and you kind of trapped into it. Yeah. The priest is actually, uh, that's William S. Burroughs, who is a drug addict, a very famous uh, drug addict (laughs) author who shot his wife in the head. Yes, yeah, so that's what I'm talking about. There's like, <laughs> I, I don't recommend knowing people with drug issues. I mean, if you have to know them, of course, love them. But I don't recommend like knowing it. Well, if you research around and you see like a synopsis of it, there's like, you know, a pharmacy robbing dope fiend and his crew pop pills and evade the law. That's like the Baptist, like, you know, this is a bad movie. And then you have the... <laughs> Bob leads a family of junkies that rob drugstores for their fix. When a member dies, he goes straight, but not everyone is willing to let him leave. Wow. I feel like, <laughs> that's, I feel the like that's the Baptist version, actually. This sounds a little oh. Hallmark light. <laughs> well, that's the story. Bob you know, that, that's the. Bob, no, it's, it's a drug family. It's a drug family. <laughs> they all love each other. They do, man. Whatever. Like, they are the do worst. They? Are you yeah. yeah. I was going to say, because even their marriage, I, okay, they did say in the beginning that they were married, but I totally missed it because they do not have, like, Dude, until the she's end. she's trying to fuck him the whole time, and he's like, get off me. What are you doing? Like, yeah. That is so unrealistic. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't care, no. man. I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to be like, oh, he only cares about the yeah. next fix and the drugs, man. That's what he's well, looking for. I need to go get those drugs. The other yeah. thing, too, this Whatever. I, I, 
The other thing, too, is that she was. But the other thing, too, is that at the very beginning when he introduces her, he's like, I really loved her, but she only loved dope. But, you know, whenever I got out of jail, I just went back to her. So it must have been love. And I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) She's always there. But I also thought... Oh, sorry. Go go ahead. ahead. (laughs) I just thought it was kind of weird, like, her reactions around him. Uh, Like, even, even when she comes back... Uh, and just like how she's so smiley there, and I, I don't know, there's just that her whole reaction. I, I don't know that their whole relationship's just odd and strange. I think that's uh, Gus Van Sant telling the actors to be high or act high because, like, yeah, I think she was I high got. there. I mean, yeah, yeah, right, because she's she's that's dropping the I drugs off assumed. to him. Okay. I mean, I yeah, I, I did assume that as well. And again, she looks so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she looks perfect, and she's a jump fucking junkie. Uh, <laughs> right. I don't know. Her, her whole that that whole exchange was weird. You know. Well, I thought it was. Yes, I thought she was high, but I also thought she was trying to be like, "Hey, we never actually had a real relationship, so here's some drugs to help you feel better." Slash, I'm with your ex best friend. You know. <laughs> like I thought it. She should be was... dropping off divorce papers. Well. <laughs> I don't she know. Didn't have time for that. You can get divorced in I don't I don't know what Oregon state laws are, but like you know, if you're separated long enough, I think you can like can't you like dissolve the marriage in some states? Oh, I have hmm. no idea. No idea. I don't know. I could have made that up too. Yeah, I don't know. It it does feel like Gus Van Sant's getting his actors to be like to be high because there's moments where I feel like the movie should have tension and there is a complete lack of tension, and instead we're focusing on other things. We're like. When Heather Graham's character dies, and Matt Dillon's got to go put this body in a in a trunk with all these cops coming for the the sheriff's convention, like that should be like I understand you want to play it as dark comedy, but there should be some suspense there, like. Yeah. And instead, it's so cerebral, and we're like seeing his inner thoughts of the, the handcuffs, and like that just drains all the suspense out of it. Yeah. Well, it's I it's so weird. It's it's very weird filmmaking it's also bizarre how they they treat this she has to okay like let's pretend she's the tiniest woman let's say she's 100 pounds that's still 100 pounds that they're treating like a 30 pound bag and (laughs) like the fact that they can lift just just like here let's lift this dead body up into and into the ceiling and then he's burying her (laughs) oh my god well no and then she falls and she's been dead for hours at this point and she falls and i was like oh my god but the body's fine because it's a real body (laughs) i'm sure heather graham was just laying on the floor but i was like that's not but no was totally fine like they didn't treat it with the the weight that it that literal weight that it needed what kind of garment bag was that Kristen? like what did they just happen to have a body sized like bag yeah so did that make sense it is a a garment bag they had it they had a garment bag and uh, more people used to have them yes um, but I don't think so they're for like your suits and stuff. So you can put your clothes in there and they stay protected and covered and don't get wrinkled. Like you don't fold them and put them in your suitcase. Um, mm. But that I don't know really why big. they would have one. Yeah, they're not usually I have seen big ones. And I guess you could fit a body in there. But like you would kind of have to. You could put an 18 year old Heather Graham in there. <laughs> well, isn't Heather Graham tall? Like, I don't know. I didn't look it up, but I kind of feel like she's a tall person. <laughs> I tell you that uh, James James Remar uh, Ramar, Remar. Yeah, let's go with Remar. Name? Sure, that's, sure. That's James Remar saying. was way smaller than I expected him to be. Uh, a young uh, Dexter's dad, um, <laughs> the, the the detective, kind of a small guy to be beating up on Matt Dillon. <laughs> we like him from the Warriors. Oh, yeah, well, you know, if you want to pull out, you know, something that's not classic. Um, <clears throat> now, <but laughs> the, uh, the, the right another now. thing that really, <laughs> that, that really bugged me on the garment bag is that when he buried her, he left the fucking tag on from when they were shipping the damn bags through the, oh, did through they? the bus station. I totally missed yes! that. Oh, my God. You dumb bastard. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be awesome. They're going to make a sequel, Drugstore Cowboy 2. And it's going to end with them, them digging the body of the gram and be like, oh, look at that. They just left the tag with everybody's name on it. (laughs) No. Great. I mean, technically speaking. That is some drug addict shit to do. (laughs) 
It is. Well, they did a lot of really dumb shit and that I kept waiting <laughs> to come back around, and it never did. There were not really any consequences for anything that they did. But also, I was going to say that, that, like, assuming he buried her in a like secluded area and not like 10 feet off the path. The only way <laughs> her body would be found is if someone came across it. Um, because if she is an addict, like the police aren't going to go looking for her, you know? And so like, that's the only thing that I kind of left. I was like, okay, I'll allow that. But everything else, like they should have been caught so many times for so many things. I do like how they leave a lot of the, uh, the stuff in Portland, open-ended so like when matt dylan's character comes back you know like you know something's bad's gonna happen because that bookend scene we we know he's gonna end up in the ambulance somebody's gonna hurt him or shoot him or he's gonna dry, die of a drug overdose i like that they stack all this stuff up so when he comes back to portland who knows what's gonna happen who knows who's gonna shoot this guy i kept waiting for the cop to like that he uh did that prank on oh yeah Kept waiting oh, yeah. for him to Is come back. Well, setting that up. Prank. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah well, get shot with a shotgun off a ladder. That's, that's how he <laughs> treated fucking it. Fucking punk, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought that cop died the first time I watched. I was like, "Whoa, is he yeah, fucking dead? <laughs> how do you survive a shotgun blast like that? Well, how is he not in jail? No, because how is that guy not in jail? Because all it would like." Like the that's the cop came the other cop the detective came and was like yo we know you did this like why did they not arrest him then I guess no evidence like how how would you prove that I come on you don't need evidence to arrest somebody you he could have been held for a no, while no that's what they said that's what they said they're like why, why don't we just like push something on this guy let's get this over with he's like no oh, yeah, no, no can... we need to take him down which is dumb no cop has ever said that ever come on give me a break. <laughs> Especially dirty cops that are going to, like, hold, like, the other cops are going to, like, hold you and let you, like, beat them and stuff. And they're like, yeah, we're doing all this illegal stuff, but don't worry, we're going to get you legally. (laughs) (laughs) During that sequence when they're beating the shit out of him on the porch, this movie does really interesting, strange, like, close-up inserts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A bunch of them. Like, of the tie right there. Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, that's why I thought this was his first film, which it is. Uh, Well, it's his first, like, feature film uh yeah that's why because it's it does a lot of interesting things that i don't dislike but there's no point to them there's not this it's not they don't do it it's not enough to be its own like style it's not like a here's a you know an aesthetically different film it's it's that's here's an insert of the neck or Uh, yeah (laughs) no i thought some of them were to like uh i don't know like um like drug addicts uh, noticing certain things, um, fixating on things that, like, a, yeah, yeah, you know I what think, I mean. I think okay, so I, I think some of them played well, not all of them, but some of them did. The Thai one, some stands of them out did play well, and I feel like that the is the is generous yeah, uh, explanation. Yes, I think I don't know. Do you think that was the intention, or are we trying to make meaning of it? I mean, that had to be the fall, right? Why else would you grab all that shit? I mean, listen, uh, people do weird things. Have you been on film? Yeah, that's true. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I mean, they they even do that one where it looks like it's just a close up of an ashtray and then they do a dolly move Mm -hmm. on it. and Somebody picks a a cigarette up and it's just like, yeah, but that ashtray is not even in the room where he's smoking the next scene. So yeah, uh, I watched that shot twice. It's like, I was like, they did. Yeah, Uh, it's a little shaky, but it works. But then it cuts and and the guy's sitting in the chair and the ashtray's on the floor next to him. It's not on a pedestal. Man, they're just trying to transition from a scene, bro. Come on. (laughs) man it was cool yeah that's that's what it seems like they were just like trying new transitions not like they were like oh let's show this there's a really good one like uh when the uh doofy fucking drug addict selling the meth he's like well you know what you guys i'm not stupid i'm just gonna fucking leave and it's like a close it's like a shot on on uh bob and then you hear like the door close and his reaction so it seems like he left but then it cuts back and he's still in the room. Yeah. And they do the turn there. That's just some good visual shit that, that plays really well. Yeah, I, I liked most of that stuff. I, I think it was okay. I'm, I think I'm okay with all of Gus Van Sant's, like, uh, aesthetic choices. It's just some of the, like, I don't know, maybe it's some of the performance stuff is, and I don't even hate it. It's just different and not, not what I would expect from a normal, traditionally told movie. What would you expect? Well, I mean, just, you know, like, Use suspense and suspense scenes, and like I think the comedy would be played up. I think a different director would play up the com- the comedic moments in this movie a lot better. Gus Van Sant just slides him in, um, and I, I realized like the second time I was watching it, like oh, man, a lot of it flew over my head. A lot of the 
comedic jokes. Just I think just because of the subject matter is kind of heavy, and you're like, well, you're not like thinking about the comedic aspects. But then once Heather Graham died, um, yeah, the movie was pretty funny. Yeah, it was. And then when I went, went back to watch it the second time, I was like, oh, you know, the beginning's funny too. I just didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> it's it really seemed, and I kind of liked this, uh, but it also goes back to like. But, well, I, I really enjoyed how it just seemed like it was like four friends hanging out and um, like all the home movies and everything. Um, I was actually really surprised when the guy said he was 26 because I thought he was like 20. And I was like, oh, that makes a lot of the crazy stuff that he's saying like normal because like you're just like a, a kid. But I mean, I guess even at 26, if all you've, if you've been doing drugs for years, like you're still a kid. But... I was really surprised. He did look young. Yeah. And then uh, Kelly Lynch looks kind of... She looks older, older than, than him. him. Yeah, right? That's, yeah. that's what I was thinking the entire movie. Is she actually older than him? I don't know. I gotta look that up now. It's gonna bother me. And the Graham looked like a baby. Yeah, she did. This has got to be her first movie. This is like way before Boogie Nights and all that crap. No, she'd already done License to Drive and uh, some other films before this. Heather Graham was really good, though. I actually enjoyed her character uh, probably the most. How old is she? Oh, um, I'm sorry. I was not even looking it up anymore. Um, <laughs> see, did you see how much it, it bothered me? Uh, she was born in 59. Okay. Okay. All right, so let's Next. see. <laughs> Matt Dillon. He was born in... Why don't they just fucking give you the goddamn name? on the? Why do I click another button? Uh, 64. So yeah, there's yeah, a difference. I need to go see. I need to watch more movies with her. I've been kind of sleeping on. Uh... She looks really familiar, and I'm like, I know I've seen a bunch, but I didn't like look her up to see what it was. <laughs> I was like, I, I know, I know who you are. Roadhouse, Virtuosity, and Charlie's Angels are and Drugstore Cowboy mm-hmm. are the known for on IMDb. I've seen all these, but I don't know them very well. Roadhouse. A Roadhouse. Yes. Get ready for that, guys, because uh, they're remaking that. So we'll have to watch both. I'm down. I saw the trailer yeah. for that. That looks great. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. I was I was a little worried about this movie because uh, I had seen Elephant before, and I was uh, and also what, what's that? Um, Kurt Cobain, Last Days. Oh, the Last Days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, this is gonna be some fucking artsy fartsy where we're just gonna let the fucking camera sit for for five minutes and let shit just happen <laughs> off frame, you know? So I, I was a little nervous going in on this, but I actually really really enjoyed it. Um, Especially because the DP is the same DP who sh- shoots all of uh, Wes Anderson's movies. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That is insane. Like, uh, watching this movie <laughs> would not have put that together. Never. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> totally fucking different. <laughs> the guy's got an eye. He does, man. He, uh, maybe that's why this feels a little whimsical at times. Oh, I could, maybe, yeah, maybe. I could see that. I don't think that's why, I know. Yeah, probably not, but you know, hey. But it is an interesting... Little fact. I mean, it does. Uh, some shots are I find questionable, but it does. It is well shot, and you know, all of the like costumes and the production design and all of that are all. I thought were all really great. I wish we had more costumes like what he was wearing when he went to his mom's house. Uh, are you talking about the striped? <laughs> He's wearing like a fucking like a tube top looking shirt with a fucking oh, like uh, like. <laughs> I really enjoyed the sweater that had like the really deep V-neck down to his yes. navel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought that was great. That was so ridiculous. <laughs> it, was, it was it was beautiful. We don't see clothes like that anymore. <laughs> I think there's a reason for that, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> the way his mom was dressed too, like uh, like oh, I yeah. love her, man. She's um she's been in so many good stuff, even like the TV show Big Love. Um, mm-hmm. she's fucking great. Yeah. And she was also dressed really great. And that was a great character, too. I mean, what they're... She's hiding everything and closing windows and shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't hate you. I pity you. That's really the only moment where you're like, oh, wait, are they doing, like, are they bad people? Or Other than, like, the stealing and stuff. But they make that seem like fun hijinks. <laughs> but that was the scene where you're like, wait, what happened between them? Because the movie treats it so casually. Mm-hmm. And you have to remind yourself, these are addicts. <laughs> <laughs> they're so like likable and they're just so like fun and it, uh, I don't know I feel very conflicted about this Delotted looks fun doesn't it we should all like shoot up yeah Delotted. why did they, I miss they that they even show you how to do my it life. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they break it down you know <laughs> they, they did do a pretty good yeah breakdown you're right 
Although I didn't yeah. know what the liquid was, they were they were pouring on top of the pill. I think it's just water. Oh, it's just water. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, we solved that step. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the the syringe sucking the blood back up into it and pushing it in. I don't know if I could do all that, but oh you know. fuck that. Oh no, you have to uh, tie me down. You just have to do to it do once. You just have to do it once, apparently, and then yeah, you're set for life. <laughs> What? Oh, what do you mean? You just die? No, no, no. <laughs> you do it once, and it's like this is what I've heard uh, many, many, many addicts say: is you just it's the best feeling in the entire world, and um, that's the whole point of life is to get back to that feeling. And so you oh. don't care how it, what you have to do, and how you do it to get the drugs into your system because you want that feeling again. Because there's absolutely nothing, according to them in this life that will give you that same feeling. Hmm. Um, and that is why I have absolutely never done drugs. It's like eating a strawberry cheesecake. I because, got it. yeah, and then I guess what? In order to have a second piece of strawberry cheesecake, you have to go break into the store. Like, I don't... Yeah. <laughs> Man, that strawberry cheesecake. Steal from awesome. your mom. <laughs> Steal from your mom and, like, quit your job and, like, all you want to do is sit on the porch and eat strawberry cheesecake forever. Fuck Yeah. Oh my god, so good. (laughs) Guys, I'm stealing this bus. We're going to Mexico to eat cheesecake. (laughs) Woo! Oh, ridiculous. I think I meant no, we're going to take a break. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're going to play the trailer for Gus Van Sant's Drugstore Cowboy. We'll be right back. I was once a shameless full time dope fiend. Me and my crew robbed drugstores. I had done them all. Don't get the idea it was easy. It's hard being a dope feeder. And it's even harder running a crew. I know what you guys are thinking. What's old Bob got me into this time? This here's $8,000 of the best pharmaceutical dope money can buy. <laughs> Finally slows down a little bit and then bang, you knock off another pharmacy. I haven't hit a drugstore in years. You know how these things go. It's like a crap game. When you're hot, you shoot the works. When you're cold, you lay off. Right now, baby, I'm so hot, I'm burning up all over. Right out of the clear blue sky, you say you're going to clean up your hand. And you know I can't. Nadine, take these and put it inside the truck. Now, you know how whimsical women are. What's this? It's a gift. Bless you, my son. May you go to heaven. Watch your dope, man. Where's the dope? This life, you never know what's gonna happen next. Maybe it's not dope. Maybe it's a gunshot in the head. This is gonna be something. You guys are gonna love this. All right, we're back. That was the trailer for Gus Van Sant's Drugstore Cowboy. Now, which trailer was that? Which one did you show? <sighs> <laughs> I, I would I would I would prefer to show the uh the the re release. Anyway. Yeah, the Lionsgate okay. trailer. The modern I trailer. Thought, I thought the modern trailer was really well, I thought they were both good. The the modern trailer was I thought that was more lighthearted. I thought it was more like look at these crazy hijinks we're getting into. How fun that we're addicts. Um I thought the original one was a bit showed them as people but it was a bit grittier which i liked and i wish this film was a bit grittier like i said i, I remember this being i remember this being gritty when it came out mm-hmm. you know like this was this and i started thinking about like you know i can't remember like what was the first movie where like drugs were really gritty maybe it was pulp fiction the, i mean the first one that really stands out in my mind is train spotting like that's the one where I was just like, "Oh, holy shit! This is some fucked up crap with the baby on the ceiling and everything." Uh, uh, oof! Just because you've seen so many other films that have done it like harder, like this one, they don't even like show close-ups of like when people are shooting up. You know, you see, you know, we're 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 in kind of a wider medium. You know, we're seeing people using needles and stuff. We're not getting in there. We're not getting the 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 dirtiness of it. Except for when they have that blood. Ugh, the well, no, 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 but you don't syringe. see it going into skin. That's just That's a, like a, a macro shot of just like the tube. Oh, it's still nasty. I don't know that I need to see close-ups of needles going into skin, but I 
would like to see more of them like just being high and not being able to function or like going through withdrawals because his withdrawal scene wasn't bad. He was just a little sweaty. Yeah. I mean, they make all the drug stuff look good. I mean, like even when they're on drugs, they're still able to uh, hold conversations, you know, and they're in tune with everything. They're just a little bit slower. Yeah. Or when they're cranked out, like when she's like coming on to him and like trying to strip right before the cops bust in, he mm-hmm. just can't fucking sit still and he's like jaw jacking and shit. And he's like, you know, we should go down and fucking just go to the fucking hospital and, and he's got all the drugs we could get for ever have right there, you know? You know. <laughs> well, actually, that's a good point because, yeah, they actually like the the person who has kind of like the most like outward symptoms is the guy across the street who they don't like, who looks the little with his little rat faced granny. Um, he's <laughs> the one like when he comes, like he's always like shaking and moving and he's always like jonesing for that next bit. And he's the one who's violent. He's the one and they portray him. They're like, no, we're good people. And he's the one with the problem. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. But he has the problem because he's not the drug dealer that they take seriously on the block. Well, yeah, but that's what I mean is like, you kind of have to con- compare and contrast like all four of them. Yeah, they have their issues, but they're all just like good, wholesome people, <laughs> or at least they're presented that way and compared to him who is, yes, the bad, the bad guy. He's the villain. Drug addicts are people too, everybody. That's what we need to see. There's people under these, you know, chemicals. And, you know, I guess, I don't know. I, I, I guess not too many movies had taken a sympathetic view toward drug addicts. You know, like even movies that were about drug addicts before this uh, always portrayed them as like being overprivileged, snotty kids, like less than zero, you know, or what was that Michael J. Fox movie where he's like, uh, is he working on Wall Street or something? But he, he gets hooked on cocaine. And uh, oh, my God, what is that movie? Yeah. <sighs> Bright Lights, Big City. Is that the name of it? Could be. I think that's the name of it. Um, But yeah, th- th- those none of those characters you can really have sympathy for it. yeah or relate to you know they're just kind of yeah. like rich entitled douchebags and you're just like eh, who gives a fuck that's just their rich person problems and these are like more sympathetic characters that you i guess maybe that's why we're like oh yeah yeah this is kind of fun and it's lighthearted because <laughs> the people aren't because the people are, are beautiful not- and they're well dressed and they curl yeah. their hair and they look like normal people, except they just happen to also do drugs. She was just curling the tips of her hair. I like that. Like she just had oh, the no, curls. She, I liked the little frame around her oh, face. Oh, at the end, yeah, that was really cool. And that she had the little, a, like, the little leather nice. braids. But there's a scene where they're all hanging out in the living room or whatever. And uh, like, I don't, I don't remember what's going on. I think maybe maybe it's when uh, like the, the ladder thing's happening. Like she's got curlers just in, like hanging in the bottom of her hair. Yeah, yeah you could be a junkie and still be beautiful. <laughs> It's just like a casual thing you do sometimes. Yeah, man. A functioning drug addict, but even man. Handle like, your high. Even even the house where they live. I mean, apparently, I'm assuming they pay rent. They didn't actually address this. I was not sure how they got money to... They sold drugs. But but they also do drugs. That's that, oh, they, they, I wish they would have showed them selling. They didn't He talks about how much shit's worth. You know, he's like, this right here is $6,000 or, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, he's like, this that, is worth $6,000. Let's go do it right now. He said, this will last us about a week. <laughs> All three of them a week. Come on. Like, yeah. What is the point of them saying how much it's worth if they're not I, I, selling it and, I, you know, making money from it? I Yeah, they should have showed some of that. Yeah, because yeah, they, they also bought that truck. They, yeah. they dropped that line about that because when you see the truck, you're like, oh, they they must have stolen that, right? It's a and badass they, truck, too. Yeah, they're like, well, no, did no, they? No. Yeah, that's what I was like. Did they steal it? Are they squatters? Like, how are they paying for anything? And so I actually did assume these were all rich kids because of that. Oh, yeah. I mean, you see where Matt Dillon's mom, where she lives, and that like, oh yeah, you do little see, yes. greenhouse that looks like it belongs in Florida, not Portland, Oregon. It's a she's like a real cute middle class mom. God. This is just the most obnoxious green color ever. Oh, don't ever. Oof. Lime greenhouse exteriors. No. Yeah, she even added weird yellow carpet. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you what. This place was happening in the late 60s, early 70s. Fuck yeah. What, what did you guys think of the uh, the ending of the film? What does the TV baby shot me mean? You're talking about his uh, line at the end when he's talking about the hat. And yeah, it's, the it's like detective. one of the last things he says. Yeah, he's like, he's like the hat. He's like the hat. He's like the hat. The hat killed you. And he's like, no, 
the TV baby shot me. And he's like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. He's just high on drugs. Yeah. What? Okay. Getting ready to die. I don't know. I don't think he died. I think didn't didn't it? I kind of assumed that he could because he got shot and did all of this stuff. He's like, oh, I I paid my debt to God and I can go back to getting high again. Because didn't he say something about how I, he I don't paid know, his he debt to the hat? Again. Yeah. Yeah. His debt yeah. to the hat. Yeah. That's what it was. And so the hex is over. It's broken. In the book, he dies. Okay, but in the dude who wrote the book is still was still alive when he wrote it. Obviously, like it was based on his life. The TV came yeah. before the book, <laughs> what but is that was because Robo or something. Yeah, <laughs> actual addict. Yeah, he was, yeah, he, he he was in prison. Yeah, he was in prison for it, and that's why he couldn't actually like uh, put the book out until after. But apparently, in the book, he dies. But they leave it open in the movie, which I like. I like leaving it open. Is it left okay. open? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, okay. So the first time I read it, because of how everything, again, this is another one of these Gus Van Sant moments where, like, everything is played really slow, really calm. Like, his death scene, I, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, obviously there's just no way this guy's dying because mm-hmm. of the urgency is completely gone, you know? Yeah, you're right. I still think that uh, that Kurt Cobain is alive after watching Last Days. Yeah. No, I mean, I thought think- it had a, a clockwork orange kind of end. Like, oh, okay, I paid my debt to the hat, just like, you know, Alex paid his debt to the the government, right? So now they can go on and do their life of crime again. That's what I thought they were going through. And then I watched it the mm-hmm. second time, and I was like, ah. I started watching. Do you guys notice the ambulance looks just like a hearse? It yes. does. Right? Yeah. And then he's he's being uh, ported off, and we go back to the flashback 8-millimeter um, home videos. Of Remembering the good days. Right? And I was just yeah. like, man, was I was I just thinking about Clockwork Orange because that's what I mm. would want the movie to be? Or mm. is this dude dead? I had a hard time with it. I could not figure it out. Well, that's it. Interesting. I did not get that he died, but I can see why you. Yeah, I see that as well. It is. It is a little confusing. Again, like if these scenes were played to be, if they were played with some urgency, you know, like oh, we got to rush him to the hospital and not have like if the cop was in the ambulance asking these questions, you know. Actually, do you think he was high because he was in the ambulance? They probably gave him drugs. Do you think he was high and that's why he was like he acts high, right? (laughs) Or yeah, he, he does. No, he's excited because he's it. going to the place that where the drugs are. That, you know, he's like, uh, yeah. I'm oh yeah, yeah. To... That's what he says. Yeah, he says he's going he says. to the biggest. But uh, but he hasn't yeah. he hasn't had that thought yet, right? He doesn't have that until he's on the way to the hospital, right? They haven't even put him in the ambulance yet. I don't know. It's it's it is very bizarre. It could be all of the above. Listen, he could be like remembering the good times because that's what happens. I think when you're close to death slash shot. Um, and he could be high because they probably gave him some drugs. And he's like, oh, there's more drugs where I'm going. And he could also be dying. Like, it could be all of this. He's dying from happiness because he's going to drug heaven. Um, <laughs> I don't hate either version. Um, and it is interesting. Interestingly handled, blocked, shot, and paced. I mean, I actually think that's really interesting if he is dying, that his last dying thoughts are cool i can get drugs at the hospital <laughs> you know that's an that's an interesting way to do it <laughs> well especially when he's been fighting so hard to not do drugs the first time i want i mean because he says it's like it's ironic that they're taking him to the one place you know mm-hmm. so i don't know that doesn't i don't know you're right and it doesn't it, necessarily mean he's gonna find a crowbar and start attacking people yeah and he's like, like how he hits that guy in the head with the crowbar at the window. That was such a like they played that so comically and lighthearted, and it was like a kind of funny scene. But because I didn't even notice, it was like such a funny scene. And then I was like, oh my god, is that a crowbar that he's swinging at? Them? Yeah, he whaps that guy in the face. Oh my oh. god, yeah. Anybody got anything else? Yeah, I had one costume note. It really bothered me when. <sighs> When when uh, Bob and Diane are saying goodbye to each other and he's getting on the bus and Diana's standing next to her car wearing high heels in the mud and I don't know who planned that out, but that would never happen. That's so messy. It looks terrible. And also there's a giant puddle that she's like standing right in front of and I don't know how she's not like just sinking in and falling over. 
Those are her testament. hiking high heels. She to just went the, to, the, to the woods. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's, you're right. She did. She, <laughs> like, that's crazy. That's crazy. Testament to uh, the actress, though. <laughs> there is an entire uh, Jurassic Park film where, oh uh, <laughs> where Chick runs through the fucking woods wearing damn, uh, at, being chased by dinosaurs wearing high heels. Wow. I and that's uh, that, that Bryce that. Dallas Howard. It's the first of oh. Jurassic World. Like she's running, really? running around in high heels. Like, what are you doing? I that. Yeah, like at some point, like, okay, you do need to, okay, you, so you need to take them off. A fun fact, which is not related to this movie, <laughs> um, but in the World Trade Center when it was collapsing, um, part of one of the things that w- was collected in the stairwells was all the shoes, especially from women who would take That's off their crazy. shoes to to run. <laughs> and yeah. so, like, you know, it's okay, filmmakers, if you're listening, to have the women take off their goddamn high heels. Like, it's fucking fine. Like, you cannot wear high heels in every scenario. At, at a certain point, it just becomes like a John McClane type situation is now we're bare feet, we're barefooted, and we've got to go through, we've got to walk through glass. Yeah. Shoot the glass. I don't know. Shoot the glass. I guess we should talk budget real quick. Um, this movie was uh, budgeted for uh, $2.5 million. It made a whopping 4.7 domestically. So I guess almost made its money back. Nice. Sure, sure. It only played in 80, uh, 87 theaters, though, at its widest release point mm-hmm. for hmm. 13 weeks. I thought that was, uh, was kind of crazy. So it's like super... Super small theater count. Well, I'm sure that absolutely none of them were in the South. Like, I feel like there's a limited audience for this at the time. Yeah, I guess so. No, no, this is portraying drug addicts as, yes, sympathetic as humans. No, there's there's a lot of people that this would make angry today. The the top uh, box office movies at the time, number one was uh, Black Rain with Michael Douglas. You guys remember that one? Nope. Michael Douglas goes to Japan to... Hunt down the, what is it, the Yakuza? Yeah, sure. The Yakuza. <sighs> Number two was Sea of Love with Al Pacino. Number three was An Innocent Man. Four was Parenthood. And five was Uncle Buck. Look at those comedies, man. Dude, wow. Uncle Buck. 1989. This is a good year. The year of Batman. Um, <laughs> Come on. Where is that on the list? Oh, that was probably way down because that was released in the summer. Uh, and this oh, okay. this came out. Uh, when did this come out? I'm not 100% sure. sure. Some, I think it was in the fall. Let me, let me look that up. I don't actually know when the, the release was. October 20th, 1989. Okay. That's crazy, though. They only got 87 uh, theaters. Anybody got anything else? So are we, uh, are, are we at ratings? Is it rating time? <gasps> Who's going first? Who's rating Gus Van Sant's Drugstore Cowboy? And everyone... Oh, oh Kristen's going first. I can go first. <laughs> nice. Yeah, uh, this is... Okay, I feel a little conflicted about this rating, but it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. But it does have some issues. Uh, and th- uh, the Bob is not a... He's not really a reliable narrator, which I think contributes to, I don't know. It's, I mean, it, it makes it part of a good movie, but also you're, con- I don't know. I was confused the whole time that I was watching this. I was like, what's wrong with these people? But it, it but they, but still they're portrayed as like, you know, neighbors that you like kind of, kind of, I don't know. It's really an interesting film. I'm not a hundred percent sure what the point was. It's kind of like a fun look at drugs kind of but not because a lot of no because a lot of bad stuff really happens but they it's so downplayed uh, yeah i don't know i'm gonna but i did like it it looks really good uh, but some of the shots are questionable but a, some of the shots are brilliant i think it's worth watching i'm gonna give it a 7.5 7.5 wow all right jared you go next you go in last brian i'll go i'll make it short um I didn't expect to really like this movie. 
but I actually really, really, really like this movie. And I think a lot of it is just because it's it's really interesting to see an early Gus Van Sant movie that feels a little grounded, which is kind of cool, even though it's a little weird. But but I I, I you know there's so, there's some really good visual storytelling going on here. And I actually you know I you know I like these characters. You know there there's fucking actually characters here. And it's it's a little lighthearted and goofy, and it's enjoyable, especially on a second viewing. Once you kind of know it a little bit, and you go back and watch it again, it's actually enjoyable to watch twice. Uh, and also to know that this cinematographer went on to make fucking Bottle Rocket, and then went off to do all the crazy Wes Anderson shit. You know, it's just really really cool to kind of like uh, to see the start of all that. So I feel like I got to give it a ten as a filmmaker. You know. Because it's actually, it's, it's, it's really fucking enjoyable. But I think a lot of people, when you read even reviews about this, it's more the filmy side of people like, oh, this is fucking great. And then the general population, populace are just kind of like, oh, it's kind of okay. But uh, yeah, man, extremely uh, glad we did this. And uh, yeah, I was uh, really happy to watch it. And I'll definitely watch it again. I'll probably end up owning this one. Good luck with that. <laughs> oh, no. It does not have a very good uh, Blu-ray release. That trailer you sh- you showed us looked great, so that means it's been released. I mean, I, that was a while ago. I I mean, I'd have to I'd have to look up when that re-release happened, but I'm sure you can find it on eBay or something. Yeah, I, I I'm kind of okay with spending a little bit of money, but I'm not going to drop hundreds of dollars on a on a disc. Yeah, dude. Uh, that was yeah. That had to be the two the 2002. You can just give me your copy re-release. I did I don't dude I watched this on Tubi bro. <gasps> watched it Shame. Watched it on Tubi. Didn't have a Blu-ray, didn't Shame. have a uh I was not going to buy the DVD cuz it was ridiculously did expensive. You, did you just feel like ugh, ugh, for what already. it was? Um <laughs> You know what? No, uh because right after the movie was over, Tubi was like, "You know what? You need to watch th- you like drug films, you like drug addicts. Here, watch this other movie about drug addicts." And uh, a Larry Clark movie started that I'd never seen yes, before. Yes, it did. Called, Same here. Uh, yeah, Another Day in Paradise, and I sat down yeah. and watched that. And goddamn, that was good too. Fucking, uh, it started, and I was like, "Oh, I need to see this," so I just kind of paused it for later. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, I would. I highly recommend watching that one as well. Tubi's got the uh, the curation going right now. I think the Gus Van Sant helped Larry Clark get his shit going. Or like he produced kids or something, right? Uh, man, I have no idea. I, I, I think I think he kind of like did some shit, which is why that kind of pops up. I would like to go back and rewatch Kids. It's been a while since I've seen that. We should do it on the podcast. We should do like a fucked up like indie movie. We'll do that and Gummo and fucking <laughs> the Basketball Diaries. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, I would like I would like to go back and re- rewatch that stuff and just see like uh, how that compares to something like because you know drugstore cowboy I do, I remember this being like oh yeah that's that's in the ballpark of kids and then I was watching it like it is nothing no like thing. kids <laughs> no, no, yeah. nowhere close yeah so I wonder if kids is not even like kids <laughs> oh we're gonna be like. <laughs> Pish posh, just so tame. No, this is a oh, Disney God, movie I now. I don't know. <laughs> I remember watching that like way too young, and I I was like, I'm never like getting drunk. I'm never going to parties. I'm never, <laughs> like, like Rosario Dawson. Part right? of the reason that I was like so good, like such a good teenager, because I was like, no, I've seen kids. I'm not doing. Oh, that. <laughs> see, I had the same. I didn't see kids until I was in film school, but uh, my mine before that was Requiem for a Dream. Oh yeah, like, I, I was, saw like, that Holy too. shit! Yeah, like, this is. This is what drugs is like, you know. I was at least a couple years older for that, but I still saw that too young also. And I was like, no, I'm oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And look, that movie is full of beautiful people. You got Jennifer Connelly, fucking Marlon yeah, Wayans, fucking so up Jared Leto. I know. And they all look, but they look like they're fucking drug addicts. Their fucking yeah. eyes look sunken all in. The, and their arms and they, they show the fucking track marks yeah. and then all the close ups and then just the, the fucking eyes fucking dilating and ass to ass, you know, all that, you know. <laughs> I wonder how many people go up to Keith David in the street and they're just like, ass to ass. He's like, can you say ass to ass? I just want, yeah, like, they pull up their phone, like, I want that to be my ringtone. <laughs> this is a message for Jared. Ass to ass. Ass to ass. <laughs> Thank you, Keith David. Thank you. Is he the guy who's like, somebody wrote a book about your life when he didn't want to read it? Yeah. Well, that's, that's David Keith. David Keith, no, whatever. Keith David, David Keith. Uh, yeah, sorry. Too many. He's got too yeah. many first names, dude. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> a lot of firsty firsties out yeah, there. Yeah, get a last name, buddy. <laughs> what a jerk. 
right, rate this thing, Brian. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I'm going to come in. Uh, I'm going to. I'm going to come in. At, I guess I'm going to do a ten as well. I was going to say a nine point five because it, it's it's very non traditional. And the first time I saw uh, saw it rewatching it here just a couple days ago, it, it, it broke my brain a little bit. It's it's not how it's not what filmmakers hone in for uh, uh, the emotional val. The emotional value, the the entertainment value, I guess, is what I'm looking for in the scene. Like uh, we're going for suspense, we're going for for things that are entertaining, and this movie is so c- cerebral, and we're in in characters' heads for a lot of the time. Not in terms of like story, and like we're still plotting along, and things are happening on screen, but how they're happening is like we're in this drug and fueled mind, and things happen slow. <sighs> You know, I think by the second time I'm I, I'm and talking about it now, I'm getting okay with it. I think I'm seeing what Gus Van Sant's doing with it. So yeah, I think I'm gonna have to give it a ten, man, because I mean everything feels pretty pretty good. I mm. don't know why everybody is so goddamn beautiful. That does kind of <laughs> break my brain a little bit. It's a movie, man. You got perfect hair. Yeah, I guess I guess that's how the drug addicts are seeing themselves versus how we see them see them in the real world, but. It would be nice to have like a convention break of some kind so we could see that. But I guess that's not what the movie's about. What's up, Kristen? Oh, my God. It just reminded me of a movie that does do that. There's a movie that shows uh, like how addicts see themselves versus how we see them. It came out during the pandemic, so no one saw it. It went straight to streaming. But no, it's a really good movie. It's Poor Bastards. I'll have to look it up. <laughs> we just got blue balls on that title. Um, Sorry, but but maybe if we do do like a drug month, you know, we can maybe you'll remember. And yeah, well, no, I can look it up. give me a second. God, hold on, hold on. It's not like we can't edit this, you know. We'll just pause. Oh no, we're leaving this in. This is Three real. Minutes later. See, the, uh, Gus Van Sant. This is real time suspense right here. This is how oh, that's you right. Milk we're it. gonna leave the camera rolling and walk away, Gus. We're just going to leave the camera rolling and walk away, bro. It's fucking art. Obviously, Gus Van Sant did not see one cut of the dead. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least they gave it a reason in that one that the fucking camera got dropped. In Gus Van Sant's movie, motherfuckers just walk away. (laughs) The camera just takes a break for a minute. In one of those home movie sections, wasn't, wasn't there one shot where all four of them were in the frame? Yes. So who the fuck shot that? Gus Van Sant. Oh, okay. All right. (laughs) <laughs> that's what I get for asking a dumb question <laughs> ask a dumb question get the, yeah. the smart ass answer um, yeah I think that covers everything wow Kristen's looking that up um, I'm still looking it's fine uh, Drugstore Cowboy takes us into a violent transient world with cool contemplative style Rotten Tomatoes brings Drugstore Cowboy in with a 97% tomato meter with an 85% audience score. Motherfuckers love this movie. Wow, audience score is a lot lower. Yeah, like I said, people are kind of like, eh, you know. But it's still good. It's a good movie. It's just not not great. But, you know, the critics really love it. I did see some of the critics were ta- uh, complaining about, like, uh, William S. Burrow took him out of the movie. He's just so no, weird. No, really? But, but I love it. His deliveries. He's the best part. Yeah, even the second time, I was like, man, I just like his weird... Like the first scene with him is kind of bad acting, but every scene after that, he gets better and better. I, I think. Oh, I don't think they were actually talking about his performance. I think they were just talking about like he's such a famous person in his presence. I didn't know who the fuck he was, Brian, and I thought he was great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're also gonna put uh, uh, naked lunch in that uh, that drug addict uh, <laughs> month. There you go. Yeah, I definitely haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't seen it? No, ma'am. Okay, we can put it in there. <laughs> it's definitely drugs. I don't know if they're real. It's, I don't know what's going on. Nobody does. Yeah, something. That's just, that's something. Yeah, we we can do that movie. <laughs> William S. Burroughs is such an interesting guy because that motherfucker was such a drug addict when he would write a book. I forget what I forget the literary term that they they use, but he would take the chapters after he got done with a book and he would rearrange them, like shuffle them, like a deck of cards. And then he would hand them to his publicist and say, publish this. So when you read one of his books, you're just, what the fuck is happening right now? 
Because the first regime never gone back and like rearranged them. Oh yeah, uh, I'm sure you could. Yeah, I'm sure there's got to be something like that online or something. Yeah, the supercut. Now it's at the bottom. It's like now turn to page thirty four. You're like, all right, fuck. <laughs> like, you can make a choose your own adventure book. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just better find that information online. I'm definitely not buying that. <laughs> Make me feel like I'm four years old reading a Goosebump book. <laughs> Fuck. I used to love those books, man. Yeah. No, they, okay, they, they I were found good. it. Oh, what's the title? The movie is called Bliss with Owen Wilson and Salma Hayek. Oh, that's recent. Recent. Yeah, I said it came that's out during the pandemic. That's what she said, bro. I thought that was... Did, uh, the th- pandemic was, that, was recent, man. I know, but that was like that was in the <laughs> pandemic. I thought that was like twenty twenty one. No, came out during the pandemic. Yeah, I thought that was. It, like it went straight to year. streaming. No, unless they re-released it, but I don't think it was like that. I mean, it was. I enjoyed it. It was good, but I don't think it's good enough to like re-release two years later. Oh, add it to my list. Yeah, it's an Amazon Prime. You know, I probably just noticed nice. it like a couple months ago on Amazon. <laughs> I was just like, oh, look at that! <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. 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 <laughs> you do that too good. Um, so with that, guys, you've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, you can do so by sending us an email to moviecrewpod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at moviecrewpod. Jared, where can the audience follow you? The audience can follow me on Instagram at checkthegate. Kristen, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Kristen Magdalene. That's Kristen with a K and an I. And I'm on uh, Twitter at Elkins Edits. And uh, I think we're going to close out the show tonight with Bobby's New Life. And this is from... uh, uh, No, it's not Bobby. I'm sorry. It's Bob's New Life. This is from composer Elliot Gold... Go, what? I like Bobby better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like it Bobby's You're world. Like, hey, it's just so lighthearted. Like Bobby's new life. <laughs> yeah, it is really funny, but it reminded me that like all the jazz in this. <laughs> oh, and the really weird saxophone that would just pop up every yeah. now. Yeah. Which okay. and it was like so fucking weird, but also I kind of liked it. It contributed it was, to the chaos. Saw the cop, every time you saw the cop, it was like what? Da, da. It's like fucking lethal the weapon. weapon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking Eric Clapton and Michael Kamen would be proud. Uh, but this is from a good composer though. This uh, Elliot Goldenthal did the uh, the last two. Uh, Joel Schubacher Batman movies and um, he did Heat. This movie is quality, man. As far as like everybody who's involved, it just caught him like super early in life and it's just it's yeah. really neat. You know, it, it's it's worth watching. So yeah, this is uh, Bob's New Life from composer Elliot Goldenthal. Enjoy. Goldenthal? Gold, Goldenthal. Goldenthal. Goldenthal.
I was just thinking I'd have Griggs here to tell me how to move my mic. <laughs> He's always like, Man, needs trying to, to mansplain just slightly. Yeah. <laughs> I just like how he saw the uh, what this movie was. He's like, nope, all right. But he no, missed no, out. No, no, um, <laughs> no. Did he? Because we discussed yeah, it, it and he way it read. before. No, no, no. Last week, before we uh, picked the movie, he said he was out. Oh, because he because he said uh, I could do poor things on Wednesday, and I was like, okay, no, actually, and, and then he's like, uh, ooh, all right, I'll see you next week. <laughs> Peace. Yeah. Okay, yeah, but to be fair, he said he was out before we picked yeah. the movie because he yeah. was. He said he was out all this week. Okay. I was also surprised that he could do poor things on Wednesday, but... <laughs> <laughs>